You're listening to Mom Day, a podcast released every Monday by two best friends who have the gift of gab. We're your hosts, Danielle and Katie, and each week we'll talk about motherhood, friendship, marriage, and everything in between. Whether you seek community or just need a good laugh, we hope you'll tune in each week and hear from us and many others that we love. Our goal is simple. We strive for authenticity. So let's get started. This has been a journey. I seriously, every single week we say we are learning so many different things and I'm, I'm, we have to take a picture of this moment because I am so over this. Um, guys, if you see us, which I hope you never do like this, um, me and Danielle are smashed together using the same headphones and we have had the worst luck recently with our things. Sorry, I said that down too loud. <laughs> On top of that, today has been like absolutely insane. Yes. I had a friend text me saying, you know, like, I love my kids, but like, I wish that I could pee alone. And I texted back and I said, I love mine. But like, I was thinking, how long will the fire department at Carmel keep her? And when I drop her off in the box? <laughs> We've joked about that so many times. Not the, what was the other one? The Brownsburg one? Um, You're like, I will not drop you off at the... No, um, it's somewhere. But, I forget. But I said, I'll take you to Carmel. I'll take you to the Carmel Fire Station. I'll take you to the Carmel Fire Station. <laughs> oh but God. seriously, we started decorating for Christmas because I have to, we're having people over, you know, it's like tis the season. And Zach was like, listen, like, we need to decorate with Colette, like make her first memories. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like we are going to decorate when she's asleep. Right. And he was like, absolutely not. Like, this is her time. And I was like, to yeah. shine. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I can respect your sentimental attitude. Like, That's I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, he wants her to be involved. <laughs> yeah. That was literally terrible. So I hate every single mom that listens Did to this show. Did she hang an ornament? Did she put the star on the top of the she tree? She moved like the same ornament a hundred times and then she started pulling the garland and i was like no and then she started crying she's but like, it was there was one cute moment where i was handing zach the ornaments and he was placing them and she was like dad dad and then she'd like hold up the ornament and he'd grab it and so Aww. she would do that a little few times and then she had like a brick a minty bee a minty she bee had a minty <laughs> bee Pocolette. And she just lost her mind. And I said, she was, she was like, not eating today. Like, not just being hungry. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a minty bee too. So <laughs> I'm going to take you to the fire station and you can handle whatever you want you to want. do. I was over it. I wonder what she woke, woke up on the wrong side of the crib. Girl, she, like, she woke up from nap time. Something. And I thought she was like being very nice around after nap. And then I was like, no. Nope. Psych. She was like, that's what you think, mom. <laughs> Watch this. Pull the garland down. <laughs> yeah. Disrespectful. I'm over it. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah. Anyways, back on. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday we had <sighs> met with. 
We had a mentee bee and yesterday, yesterday also. Yesterday we had a mentee mm-hmm. bee talking. So we had a special guest, which she's here with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And Thank guys, God. we have had like the worst luck with our mics. But honestly, I think you brought up a very good point that mm-hmm. once we have your new mic, yes. if we do it like this, I think that's going to make sense. Right. And I think our computers, anyways, we're not going to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, people don't need to. Anyways, it, yeah. <laughs> yesterday we spent over an hour. It, it was close to two hours. Yeah. Trying to figure this stupid thing out. And this angel of a special guest stuck with us that long. She said, I don't care if you're having a mentee She's bee. like, I love I'm this. Yeah. I'm feeling good. <laughs> she's, he, she's like, she was like, I'm here for it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And we were like, <laughs> both me and Dana were like, oh my gosh, we are so. We're so like, embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle was like more like probably embarrassed and i was just like this is so stupid this is annoying <laughs> and then i was like you know what no because when we have guests on like i don't want it to be like a half butt thing no like yeah. we have to give them the best we right. gotta make sure it's the best yes and we're doing the best that we can mm-hmm. and you know what like sue us <laughs> just sue us we're, we're doing the best we can people. yeah but you know what you all are listening so bye <laughs> But she came back today. We told her, I was like, if we can't get it up and running within a half hour, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my God. Speaking of. It took me a second. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's been a fruitful day. But yeah. So (laughs) we're here. We may not all, we might not mentally be here completely, but we're going to do our best. Yeah, no, we here. We out here. (laughs) Um, And so, mom day friends, please welcome Stacy. Hi, girls. Hi. It's so nice to see you. Again. Oh, oh my gosh. Listen, listen, listen. Things happen. And you know what? I have menti bees all the time. And that's just what it is. It's what it is. Oh, she knows. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know what a menti bee was until Lizzie came on. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. That's like the best thing ever. With the accent. Menti bee. Yes. When she, when she said that, whenever I was listening to that episode, I was like, yes, that's what that means. It's so great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yes, New catchphrase. Yes. So I feel like I have like recent, all of our guests have been like friends of mine or people that I know. So you need to step it well, up. Well, I know Renee. <laughs> oh, that's true. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You need to step Who's it up. Renee? You need to bring people. No, I know. Okay. Next one's mine. Yeah. Next one, you got it. But. Um, if you guys know me and, you know, my precious little angel, we actually went through the helmet, cranial helmet gig. Um, I initially went to a place here in Indy. So I had someone come over and assess Colette's head and they're like, oh, we think blah, 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 blah. Here are two places. And I was like, okay. So I called the first one, went there and I had like the worst feeling. Like, I think I was talking to you. Like, oh yeah. I had a menti baby. I remember well, coming home because she had got, it was like they were scanning her head. Like she was a grocery store item. Beep. Yeah. Like Beep. it was, it was so terrible. And I I left and I left and I was bawling. Mind you, I was also like really, really, really in the deeps of postpartum. Wasn't it the person in the room with you too? Yes. Just like a bedside manner? Yeah. Douchebag. And so I actually like, I set Colette, she like, I had, she had pooped her pants too when I had left there. So like I set her down in her room 
and she was screaming on the ground like she was and I was like crying and then like I called another place which I, I don't know if I can say names but I called another yeah. place and, I checked to make uh, sure <laughs> okay so I called cranial technologies and I was like you know what I don't even know why I didn't call. so I'm crying and I remember the receptionist picked up it was like right before they were closing and I was like hi like I have to get in like my daughter seriously needs a helmet so I met with one um therapist and they're like She's like, you might not have me. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, listen, I just need a helmet. I don't care how you need to do it. Like, I just need a helmet. So I then went and got our little helmet. And that's where I met Stacy. That's where yes. Stacy comes in. I loved it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and um, I remember um, when I talked to one of our front desk girls and she, they always kind of give me a little brief and like what's going on. And she's like, you're going to love this mom. She was going to go with another company, had a bad experience. So she's here. So then, you know, the pressure's on, right? Cause you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I walk into the room and you know, I met Katie and I always introduce myself that I'm an occupational therapist. I'm like, hi, I'm Stacy. And I met this sweet little bundle of baby and this amazing mom that is just like listen this is this is what I need and I'm like yes that's my kind of girl so um it was I think friendship at first sight and yep. I know I've told Kate I, I know she ha you just have that infectious personality which is so great but um whenever I first met you I remember when you left and because it's it's a big thing and you know, just a little bit about me. I'm an occupational therapist, which I said that, but mm -hmm. with this company, I meet so many new moms going through so many things. And when you have to get like a cranial remolding helmet, it's this, this scary thing at first, you're mm -hmm. like, what the heck am I doing to my kid? And then once they're yeah. in it, you're like, Oh, this is working great. I love this, but it's, it's also so personal and it's, it's so much at mm -hmm. that time, whether it being a month or four months or a year, it's so much of your time and always constantly thinking like, am I doing the right thing for my child? So, um, tailoring back to Katie, like just meeting her, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to love this job. She was one of my very first moms oh. that, um, I really I like, yeah, one of my very first moms that I really connected with. Um, I meet tons of moms, tons of dads, tons of families, and um, I love all their little kiddos. They're so sweet. But just something with Katie. I was like, this girl, you know, she's my kind of people. Click. So I went into <laughs> yes, admission. 100%. I was listen. I, and I, I don't think I've told you this, but on my way from um, when I met with the other therapist and we had scheduled to get her helmet. I had called the other company and I was like, hi, I just want to let you know, like, um, I know that my helmet order is on pause and like, you need to cancel that. Like, I'm not going to be going with your company. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> they didn't care. No. Oh my gosh. Like, oh. No. And, and Zach, they were on speaker and Zach was on the phone and he was like, really? Oh my gosh. He was like, that was oh my really gosh. rude. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I'm just so depressed. And I was like, I need a new yeah. pair of shoes. So honestly, from Cranial Technologies, <laughs> you went and I got a new pair of sneakers. There you DSW go. Or... Uh, I went and got Golden Goose. Oh, oh, was, oh she oh went gosh. all out for yeah. that one. It was, it was that kind of moment. Where do you even buy this? Um, there is a local boutique here in Indianapolis called oh. 815. Oh, I'm And they sold, they sold, they sell uh, Golden Goose. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought you like ordered them online. Okay. No. Anyways, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Squirrel. So yeah. So Stacy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Sure. So um, again, um, I work for Cranial Technologies. I've been an occupational therapist for almost going on eight years. Uh, I've had experience working adult geriatric. My last five years or so has been in uh, pediatrics. So that is my sole focus. I love pediatrics. I'm from Ohio. So Katie and I kind of have that in common. <laughs> whoop, whoop, O-H-I-O. Um, sorry for all you non-Buckeye fans. I, I apologize, but it's okay. It's I'm okay. an OSU girl through and through. And actually, um, <laughs> Stacey was the um, only but, person that knows where my brother lives. Because every time I'm like, uh, Hudson, Ohio, no one knows where that's Yes. Is. Yeah. Is it near so where we're a week before... Yeah, so where my husband and I um, had our house in Ohio, we lived in a smaller town called like Hartville Uniontown. It's a, it, they're like two small cities, but um, Hudson, Ohio is maybe a half hour from there. And I went to um, Akron University, which is 10 oh. minutes from Hudson. So yeah, so it was really I funny. Have a connection. Yeah. My mom's from Akron, <laughs> but oh I know nothing gosh, else about Ohio. So- <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's my connection. I went to Akron U. <laughs> That's so funny. There we go. See, we're, we connect too, Danielle. It's great. (laughs) Yes. So we lived, my husband's from the Columbus area. I'm from the like Akron, Canton area, um, football hall of fame city. So we are a big football family. Um, what brought us to Indy was my husband's job. So he coaches for a, a school on the South side of Indianapolis called Franklin college. Um, he is the director of strength and conditioning and the defensive line coach. So he's been there. This was his third season going into his fourth season. Um, and I know I told you guys a little bit yesterday, but, um, it was really hard getting here. So whenever he, when he was at his past school, where we were at in Ohio, they let go of the head coach mid season. My husband got asked to step up to be interim coach, um, head coach, which was really cool for our family, but we knew, he was still younger in the game, so they were looking to hire an actual head coach. Um, anyway, so he left that school because he got a really good offer from Franklin College. And when he took it, we had like this serious conversation. He's like, listen, this is a really good step in my career. And he's always stayed in Ohio for my career. Um, I don't think I mentioned this, but I was at the hospital I worked at, pediatrics. I was the head of oncology for the OT department, and then I did burns. Um, so I saw geriatric adult. I know, I know. My <laughs> and then mom pediatrics. worked in a burn unit and I've heard just like oh, a little bit about that and my hat goes it, off to you. Like, Yeah. It's, you know, prior to Reagan, it, I would be like, this is so cool. And then after Reagan, I'm like, this is not cool to see babies mm-hmm. and people burned and cancer. It's, it's really heavy on your heart. And I knew that I loved what the oncology part, my families and my kids, like they made me such a better mom, a better person, a better, I was able to empathize so mm-hmm. much better. And my beds, I've always had pretty good bedside manner, um, but just my empathy skills blossomed so that I, even though it was amazing. It was hard. Um, but when Chris took the job out in Indiana, we were like, okay, we'll do this temporarily. Let's get through the next few months. Well, then he took that job in February, 2020 and COVID came to life in March, 2020. So, um, long story short, oh goodness gracious. I know we all had it all crazy during COVID. Um, Reagan was about nine months old. Chris came home for about five months until like the world was not shut down crazily. Um, and 
we had the best, he had the best time like being home. He is so, so good at multitasking. Like he was working from home and being a dad and a mom, I, and the mom, cause I was gone working 12 hour days. Um, whenever I would come home, I was exhausted. And then I was having, you know, I had very bad prairie natal anxiety. It kind of subsided for a while because my husband was home. Everything was great. But when the COVID thing happened, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to give everyone I know COVID. So my oh. daughter, my husband, we weren't seeing anyone else because of obviously the lockdown. Well, when Chris finally had to go back to work, I was like, okay, I'm independent. I'm a strong woman. I can do this. And, um, temporarily we were again going to do this, but the Indiana licensure board was shut down. So I could not even oh get my gosh. license. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even get That's my license to practice. To yes. And, um, as an OT, you have to have a state license everywhere you work. So I currently hold right. my Indiana and my Ohio. I'm never going to let those go. Cause it's a pain in the butt mm -hmm. to try to get them again. Um, yeah. So that was closed for a while. He was supposed to come home. They didn't have like a, t a typical season his first year because of COVID, but he still had to work full time. So it was very dramatic. The month he was supposed to come home in October, I believe it was like October 15th. And I'm on the phone with him and he's like, so I can't taste or smell anything. And I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, seriously. And so <laughs> at that point we oh. hadn't seen him for like two months. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> because yeah, like for real. not only was I so exhausted because yes, my mm -hmm. family was at home, but I am a person at that time. I am so different now at that time. I didn't want anyone to know I was struggling mm -hmm. and it comes from a place of, I had a little bit of a traumatic like childhood growing up. So I always had to take care of myself. So it was that place of, I am a strong mom. I am a mom. She's my priority. We're going to do this. So I went from, you know, I had a pretty good first few months with her to, okay, I have to wake up at 4.30 to pump and work out. And then I have to get Reagan up. And then we go, I take her to school and then I go or daycare and then I go to work and then I work 10 hours, go pick her up, come home, feed her. And then it's nine o'clock and I fell asleep on the bed for an hour. So I'm up to noon or excuse me, midnight. So it was mm -hmm. that constant, like schedule. And I remember telling Chris all the time, I was like, I just feel like I'm existing. And that was when I just, and he, we had just discussed like, what is our next step with everything? Our, we had an, um, a huge, beautiful little English Mastiff. His name was Banner. He was about 220 pounds. So just imagine a dog oh that big. <laughs> oh, he was just little. Oh, yeah. oh he's just my little baby. He's just my little Great. baby. So, um, so he was like, he passed away, unfortunately. But that was my key thing. When that happened, it was so that fast forward through the fall, that was early winter. No, actually, my birthday is in April. It was about a week before my birthday. I woke up to him not being able to walk. And I called Chris. I'm like, you need to get home to Ohio right now because Banner can't walk. And he's like, he's probably just stiff. I'm like, no, he cannot walk. So his dad drove up from Columbus and that's about a two hour drive from where we lived. Chris came home. We took him to the vet. He was doing better. He ended up getting a strep infection that attacked oh. his joints. He had a total knee replacement because he was such a big boy. He hurt his little knee yeah. when he was puppy. Um, and long story short, he ended up passing away from the antibiotics they gave him. His body went into like a like an autoimmune reaction. Another thing. 
Oh, oh we gosh, didn't. I well, oh. it was so, oh, it was so traumatic. So that was my. I looked at my husband and I was like, I don't care if I don't have a job or a license, I can't mentally go on anymore. <laughs> like yeah. it was my breaking point. And I know this sounds silly, but to anyone who ever has a pet, like a, you're, oh, it's bro. different with your parents' dogs. Like even though you loved your dogs yes. growing up, it's mm -hmm. just so mm -hmm. different. But like- We talked about that. Yes, oh, yeah. it is so different. And it's like when he passed, I full blown depression. I oh, couldn't man. sleep. I was crying. I went to work and talked to my managers. I'm like, I love you guys so much. I have to go to Indiana. And they were like, Stacy, I don't know how you're still here. <laughs> like yeah. they're, they were, I worked for the best managers at my hospital. I miss them. They are so wonderful. Um, so we ended up, sorry, long story. I'm a talker by the no. way. No, um, no, no. We want to hear this. <laughs> but yeah, this is just like the reality of things. So Whenever, um, prior to Banner passing, I got COVID in December because I was also PRNing at a adult hospital to just try to, just to try to make extra money when I could. And the one patient I saw that didn't have COVID had COVID. So I ended up getting COVID and that was... <laughs> This is like, this is like all at the same time. That was, Chris was finally came home in December and I got COVID and I'm like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> you know? And, um, we were supposed to go see family, like his parents and stuff. And obviously we could not. So it was just that, just that trauma and stress for so, so long. And then I went into a very, and I'm not like this in the sense of, I love being around people. Like I love meeting new people. I'm very animated. It's just who I am. I, I strive on being surrounded by people that are like me or challenging just because I love new faces. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very like, I just, that's just who I am. I've always been like that. I'm very outgoing. Um, at that point in my life, like some of my best friends would be like, Hey, Stace, how are you? Can I come see you? And I'm like, you know what? Reagan's sick. Or I'd be like, Oh no, you know what? I'm not feeling good. Or it was because I was so scared to let anyone see me failing. Cause I knew mentally, I felt like I was failing. I was like, I don't want anyone to be here. And I remember talking to one of my really good friends and she's like, you haven't even met. She had um, another little girl and I was just getting over COVID. So she's like, you haven't even been over to meet her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I'm struggling. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I got to talk to her in person. She's one of my very best friends and we are great now, but it was, I pushed every single, my mom, everyone away. My mom thought she was the only one that knew when I was having hard times, but like even to my mom, I'd be like, no, I'm great. You don't need to come over and help me with this today when I would be drowning in dishes or I felt guilty because I hired someone to do my lawn because <laughs> I was like, I, we oh had a big yard. Gosh. I'm like, we had yeah. almost a half acre. I'm like, I have no time. When am no. I supposed to mow? I can't put no. Reagan on a mower and be like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to happen. So I like, to me, that was I know this sounds, I look at myself now, I'm such a different woman. At that point, I was like, I failed. I have to have someone help me. Fast forward. So we move here. I was waiting. I knew I got my job at Cranial Technologies. I interviewed at one of the local hospitals out here and they played me like for four months. It was, let me tell you, PSA to anybody who hires people, here's the thing. I know how good I am as an occupational therapist, but when you play someone and like drag them along, they're not going to quality. People no. aren't going to wait for you. No. So I was dragged on my oh, hospital here too. So, so much. And, and I was like, read they, my lips. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
mine um yes oh yeah so um, <laughs> I just <got> it. <laughs> oh yeah nope I know who you're talking about so I whenever I was in that interview process I was still living in Ohio I met with the whole director they were making they're like listen we're actually hiring someone who will run the oncology and burn unit and I'm like oh my gosh like that's me they loved me quote unquote I mean, it took me through, I had like, I'm not kidding you, four interviews. So my, the, the original position I was interviewing for was an outpatient occupational therapy position. And I was like, I'll take anything at this point because we're moving. But then they were like, listen, we're actually developing this in the hospital. Would you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely. I went through all these interviews. I had like a Zoom interview with the whole staff. The mm. one, like my, who was going to be my supervisor, the whole time, like I could see people and she's on her cell phone and I'm like, oh, no. like, here's the thing when you Bye. interview and I didn't know this as a new baby OT, you know, when you take your first job, you're like, oh yeah, give me whatever salary. Let's go. Right. Like now <laughs> I'm like, I looked at her and then she asked me a question that we literally just discussed for 10 minutes. And I was like, wow. um, Oh, I apologize. We just discussed that. I can repeat it again if you'd like. <laughs> and like, you can see like the, the PT supervisors on there and she was embarrassed. It was a whole thing. And I got off that phone call. I looked at my husband. I was like, here's the thing. I hope cranial tech, cause I was interviewing with cranial tech as well. I was like, I hope they call me back. Cause that's exactly where I've been wanting to work for years. And oh, they good. called me back and gave me a job offer. And I told that other hospital, I was like, listen, I think you guys ran this whole process very unprofessionally. Um, I have been, I am not shy anymore. Cause here's the thing mm -hmm. I could get an OG OT job anywhere. They're pretty prevalent. It might not be exactly where I love to work, but my big thing is I needed to be with my husband. And so mm -hmm. God works in great ways. I got mm -hmm. the job I wanted. I started, I work with wonderful women. I love them. They are like my second family here. Um, when I started my job, oh, they're so wonderful. When I started my job, um, it was so different, right? Because now I'm specialized. I evaluate baby heads all day. I know it sounds weird, but it's the coolest job. I get sweet, happy, smiley babies. I get babies that cry. And you know what? It's great <laughs> because it's, you know, whatever I get that time of the month where I'm like, I think I can have five more babies. And then the other time I'm like, Ooh. hell no, I can't get more babies. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I'm so thankful to God, to my husband for supporting me because this was the best choice. And then fast forward to working for cranial tech for a while, I get an email from that, um, the manager that was like so preoccupied asking me to come work for them again. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have a job. And I was very professional um, because you never know who your new boss would ever be. So I was I like, thank you so much for the opportunity. However, I have a company that valued me from the beginning. So I'm very Bye. like, yeah. I try to be like a, you know, I know my That's stuff. Um, I'm, I'm humble, but like, it's important well, to me. They need to hear that. Oh, for sure. They need to and hear I hope that they, for sure. yeah. So um, that was a little bit of how I came from Ohio to here. So, okay, what age was your daughter's name? Reagan, is that what you said? Yes, yeah. Reagan, how? What age was she during all of this? So, when Chris took the job initially, she was around nine months, nine and then months, okay. when we moved out here, she just turned two because her birthday's in mm -hmm. May, and we moved out here in the end of June. That so. just had had to be so hard. That's, I just oh. like, can't wrap my mind around. Like, <laughs> Yes. And you know, I used to think like every stage is hard for its reasons. Right. So mm -hmm. 
Chris and I, Chris is my husband, sorry. Um, so he and I have different outlooks. So this age right now, he loves it because there, she's a, she's three and a half. She's spunky. She has her own personality. She is me on steroids and like 25 pounds, right? So tiny me. So I'm like, oh my God, she's me. We're like this. I'm, oh like, my gosh, just... please tell me she doesn't really weigh 25 pounds. No, she's, Reagan is so tiny, guys. If you ever see her picture, she's like a little bean pole. She's almost 30, but she's tiny. How I just hit 31. And you know what, Katie, literally, this is the thing. I, Chris and I, Chris is a big old football player and I'm like a five, eight, like curvy, big woman. Like I'm not like huge, huge, but I ain't skinny. I got this little bean pole and you know what? She's cute as heck. I'm like, girls stay that way. So I, she's just, you know, she's tiny. She's tall. Like, yeah. So it cracks us up because she is so like this little, like, pumpkin but she is like all sass and i'm like she's gonna run something she fierce she fierce girls (laughs) so stacy i want to something that i brought up yesterday yes that i wanted to talk about today was the fact that both of our husbands are coaches and i was once at a game and a parent had said to me like oh basically she alluded like you have it easy like it's so nice because like she was saying coming from the coming from the stance of like I don't have to watch my son play baseball. I don't have to sit in the stands. And I was like, and I didn't mean to be rude, but I came back and I was like, actually, like, this is the worst thing. Like, it's not easy. It's not. um, Mm -hmm. It's super hard. I never see him in the summers. I never see him in the spring. We barely eat dinner together. And it caught, it has caused a huge strain on our marriage. Like, Mm -hmm. that is the one thing we fight about. Um, after Colette was born, we, we came to the realization that, um, he, he was still, he went, he traveled a little bit when she was like an infant and my mom and dad were there, like my aunt and I needed them. Cause I was like in the pits yeah. and looking back, he probably, he was like, you know, I probably shouldn't have coached that summer. Like looking back and my whole thing is that, you know, coaching, I always tell Zach coaching is your extra job, which like for right. Chris, it's his full-time job, but for right. Zach, it's like you're putting in the time, the effort, the money, um, you already have a job. And I, and I get frustrated because I'm like, you really don't have to coach. And, but see, like I see his passion. And so it's like, it would be such a disservice for me not to let him granted, like this is his last season because we do want to grow our family. And you know, it's like, it's, it's nice for us because being a teacher, he has summers off. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it like, coaching in the summer just doesn't make sense. Like when we have, when we could have him at home. Absolutely. It is a complete, what I'm getting at is coaching is a complete sacrifice. It's a complete sacrifice from our husbands taking the time to um, pour into these young men. And it's a sacrifice for the wives. Like this is not easy. Absolutely. This is not something, but it's such a double-edged sword because I've always wanted to support him. I want him to do what he loves and I don't always mm-hmm. want him to feel like I'm taking things away from him. But to all the parents out there that think it's easy, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> when, you know, when you talk about our husbands up in the stands, we hear you and it yep. breaks our hearts because we love them more than anyone in this world. And honestly, that's the thing that frustrates me the most. Clearly, it's not like you can tell I'm frustrated, but <laughs> right. um, that's yeah. what frustrates me the most is that you're talking bad about someone or you're, you're making a comment on how someone does something 
and yet they're sacrificing their, their time to pour into your son. Mm-hmm. And one last thing. <laughs> We've met some colorful people throughout the Yes, years. yes. And he's been coaching for 10 years with summer baseball, high school baseball. And, you know, we've had complaints like, you know what, everyone's going to complain. It's their kid. Like they want the best for their kid. And he really does try to be fair, especially at this age of 15, 16. But there was this one person who sent him a terrible text. And I would say Zach's approval rating is like a 99%. Like there's always a 1%. Um, And I pride myself in the kind of coach he is. Not saying he's not perfect because come to some games. But um, (laughs) they sent him this text and it attacked me as well. And I was so mad. What do they have to say about his wife? (laughs) Um, I was so mad because um, what they alluded to is that when we had – that wedding, we had two, um, that summer we had two weddings and they alluded to us being, um, to that we would rather party and whatnot. And it's, instead of taking, making sure their kid was oh success, uh, seeing oh success. Oh my gosh. Like, first off, we don't party. Second right. off, like, we also have a life. Like he was in yeah. both weddings. Like we had to be there. Yes. Oh, oh man, Katie, <laughs> I I wish the, your viewers are not viewers, your listeners. Um, I wish your listeners could see our faces. <laughs> so, um, just because I totally understand. So I was saying, I wish your listeners could see our faces because yeah. half, half that time my mouth was hung open oh. and, um, I know like, so just like you, Chris has been a coach for Oh, I think over 10 years now. So he's been, he worked for the Bengals for one year to like, in like, um, oh my gosh, he's going to kill me. I think the marketing side of things, <laughs> it was so long ago. It was before we were together. And then um, no he worked, yes. And he worked for a few of the colleges that I've been with him. I've been with him since almost, it was probably like day 30 of his career, just because I met him. Jeez. He moved to Northeast Ohio from Columbus or Cincinnati at the time, because he lived down there for college. And I met him his first week in there. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so I've, I've seen it. And I think I was telling you girls yesterday when we were younger, it's, and I told you this, like when I first met him, I was like, oh, look at this hot little coach. Like you're, you're my guy. <laughs> you're, you're a defensive lineman. I kind of, you know, I like the O-line, like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Give me some O-line, but I, I like the defense. Okay. Um, so met him, we started dating and I was going to all his games. And when he was like a baby coach and, you know, an intern coach, and it was so different. And I've seen my husband's passion, like so big and get knocked down by parents. And then he has learned now, like Chris from the beginning of his career to now is he is so, his mindset is so different. He's matured so much. And I think I also was telling you guys that like Katie, like you and the stands, you're sitting there. I used to wear like a coach Roz shirt and cause they call him coach Roz. Cause our last name's Roslo. It's, it's a thing. Cause no one can pronounce Roslo. So they're like, they're like Rosalot. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Rosalot. Yeah. So, um, you know, I used to wear like our coat, my coach Ross shirt I had made, and then people would come at me. And I think I was like six months pregnant with Reagan, and I turned around, and my father in law was like, 
calm yourself down. And I, my father-in-law, like I said, I mean, big old dude. He's like six five, big old man. He could probably take down a whole stadium. And he's like, just okay. calm down. You're you're pregnant. You don't need to worry about this. I was like, I'm gonna you fight this. I'm gonna fight her. And um, <laughs> so I have also matured. But um, I will never forget in his career. It was I think one of his last seasons coaching, and he had a young man who did some not so good things, recreational fun things that are not supposed to be done by athletes or anybody. Um, and I don't knock anyone down, but when you're an athlete, you have different precedents and different things you need to, you got to be at your game when you're playing in season. And Chris found out about it and the kid apologized. And he's like, I totally get it, but you went against our ethics and you have to sit out. And Chris and him had a very good mutual. Like, he's like, you're right, coach. I'm sorry. I disappointed you. Good kid. Just made stupid decisions. So, Mm -hmm. Um, the mom who was probably five years older than me. So she came to the game and she, I mean, guys, like I am so nice. Okay. I, I can be crazy a little <laughs> bit, are. like, but when you go up to my husband and you are punching, not punching him, I'm sorry, but you're poking him in the chest saying, mm -hmm. you didn't play my kid. And my husband just, Chris was so calm. He just, so there he goes. I understand why you're upset, but you should probably go talk to your son and ask him why he didn't play. And I mean, this mom is like poking his chest. I, my, if I was Medusa, all my hair would have been like standing on top of my head. My father-in-law, again, because my father-in-law is wonderful, like grabbed my arm. He's like, you're going to stay right here. I'm like, no, I'm going to fight that woman. He's like, no, you're not. You're pregnant. And I'm like, mm -mm, these pregnant okay. hormones, they're going to do something. So um, I have, you know, now that was, I was, that was like four or five years ago. So it's like a little bit calmer now, but it's just like something, you know, some of my friends still, because, and I don't expect my friends to understand, but there's no yeah. off season. So mm -hmm. though my husband's football season was done last week, he still works six days a week and still has a job. Right? He still has a job. <laughs> and Chris also in division three, a lot of divisions, three schools, um, they have secondary roles. So Chris is the director of strength and conditioning. So, you know, something I also sacrifice is my, I, for me and my mental health, something I do for a coping skill is to work out. And I prefer morning because Reagan's sleeping, Chris is sleeping. I can spend an hour on myself. That is all I give myself because I'm so go, busy girl. and I have a huge commute. <laughs> I live on the South side of Indy and I work on the North side and we all know that commute is ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. um, whenever, you know, Chris, like his job's going to take, like, that's a, it makes money. Right. So we have to pay our bills. So like that is a precedent. Right. And when he has to go work at 5am or 6am for lifting lessons and stuff, and your kids don't show up because they're like, eh, I don't want to be there. It's taking time away from us. And yeah, yeah. as a wife to an athlete, or I'm sure a, a wife to a coach or even a husband to a coach, Katie, you hit this like right on the head it's your husband sacrificing because my husband and I have talked about this, but we're sacrificing as a wife. I, my personal time with him and right. you know, I am there when Reagan cries cause her daddy is not here to put her to bed. And it makes you as a mom, you're like, listen, daddy's working hard. He loves you. But like, how does a three-year-old understand that? Mm -hmm. And you know, and my husband, I always talked to him. I was like, you know, if you go like division one or division two, I, I might not have to work. That'd be great. And, you know, <laughs> and, but then he's like, honey, but then I sacrifice all my time with you guys. So for my time. husband, 
in a heartbeat, he would be like, I'm done. I'll go do something else because he's, mm-hmm. he now sees my daughter and how she's mm-hmm. upset. And, but like Reagan's also one that's like, my daddy coaches football. So it's oh, like, it's such a thing. <laughs> yeah. And one other thing I will say, just to give perspective, whenever I think I just found out I was pregnant, my husband and I are sleeping and his phone rings at one or two in the morning and it was, from one of a kid from the hospital because he ingested too much alcohol and was scared to call his parents. So at the time my husband still lived at our, our job in Ohio that he was at, we lived an hour away from there and he left at two in the morning to be with that kid. Cause that was his player. And that's the love and the dedications coaches do have because they pour, you know, Chris doesn't do it to just say he's a coach. I'll tell you that. And I know Zach's probably the same way he does it because he, it is so much to inspire these kids. And he, at his last school, had a lot of kids that came from not so much in inner city and didn't have mm-hmm. father figures. And they relied mm-hmm. on my husband. And that was me where I had to be selfless. And I was okay until my daughter came. And now we have a good, it's good, but it's very hard when you have no family here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So everybody's in Ohio, right? Yeah. So it's just Chris, Reagan, and I out here. My mom comes out often when she can. My father-in-law, they live about three hours away in like Columbus, Ohio area. He comes out every single football game that's home. I mean, he is here. So, um, however, my, like, it's just hard because we all work and, you know, and so when it comes to holidays, like we're going home next weekend, I cannot wait. They live on like 20, 30 acres. There are no, it is so quiet. I am so excited to sleep in the bed. And the best part is like in the room we sleep in, like Chris hates the bed. It's uncomfortable. So that means I get the whole bed to myself and I'm like, bye. So, (laughs) but it's just, I I, I, I know I'm like, woohoo vacation. So it's, it's, we love it out here. It is just with family. You really need, it is like a village. I know people say that Mm -hmm. I never got it until I became a mother, but truly Mm -hmm. it's a village. And this is when you guys started this podcast and, um, Danielle, I know like, I'm just like getting to know you and meeting you and stuff, but like when Katie started this and I was like, yes, girl, like this is what is needed. And I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, you guys were my push to finally get my mommy and OT stuff out because I'm like, listen, these girls are doing what they, they can do. I can finally get my stuff out here. It was made, but I was like, I'm too scared. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not scared anymore. We're doing this. Let's just do it. You hit a point where it's just like, I'm done like living in fear. Like, (laughs) and it's not to say it's not, it's not exhausting. Like just the fact that we're going through all of this technical difficulties, like that's so annoying for us. And like, it's not easy, you know, talking about certain topics that, Mm -hmm. Um, it's like we're exposing, you know, who we are at the core, mm-hmm. but we keep pressing because I do think that, that we are doing something good and oh, yeah. we've had some people, um, you know, after hearing like Renee and Lizzie's stories get seek help. Mm-hmm. And I had yes. called Lizzie yesterday, the other day. And I was like, I just want you to know, like your story could could have potentially just saved someone's life. Oh, yes. And like, it's things like that, that yes, it's exhausting, you know, doing, doing all these shows. And sometimes a lot of them are not working, Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's worth it. It is. And yeah. I would, why don't you tell people about mommy and OT? Sure. So, um, you know, vulnerability is hard. 
when you think mm-hmm. of being vulnerable or opening up, I think me two years ago, absolutely not. I would fabricate my feelings and put on that cute face and just like, I'm doing great. And then I realized for me to internally heal the things I needed to, and to be a great mother and a good wife or a great wife for my husband, I needed to be vulnerable and open up. So what happened and what what really came about, um, Katie and Danielle, is last year when it was around this time last year, um, and this is going to be very like opening for me and it's really hard for me to share, but it's, it's why I started this. So I typically, if you ever see my pictures, I typically, my norm, this is going to sound a little vanity wise, but my hair is my everything. I love my hair. I have this beautiful blonde, thick hair. I work hard. My mom's Native American. She has this gorgeous hair. My sisters have beautiful hair. And last year I was sitting on the couch and I, I tend to pick at my head when I'm stressed. I know that's weird. It's just this thing I do. And I felt like my head was bleeding. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, what the heck? I was losing hair. I had a huge bald spot. So long story short, I got diagnosed with, um, excuse me, alopecia areata, which is an immune response, um, caused by, at least from what I've been told, caused by extreme stress or, um, like if you've had sicknesses in it, what it does is it attacks your hair follicles and you lose hair. So mm-hmm. I, last year I ended up losing 70% of my hair, which was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I was doing so well. I started, um, my anxiety medication, which I mean, took me from living on cut, like spiral central to like a very good place. I started counseling all the things I was getting my head, my hair was growing back. I'm like, Oh, this is so great. Mm -hmm. And then, um, in July I was like, I'm doing so great. I, I ended up, I started thinking about my mommy and OT program. I'm like, what can I do? And I was like, you know what I need to do is be vulnerable. So I, with my job, I met great moms. I've met Katie, obviously I met all these moms and I'm like, And, you know, I have some moms that would come in and cry and they're like, I did this to my baby. Their head looks like this because of me. And I'm like, I need to tell these moms, this is not their fault. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you have misshapen heads, it can be from positional of being in like car seats. It can be, you know, um, laying down all the time. But why, why did that happen? Probably because mom is having a hard time dealing, right? So, and there's so many instances. So I was thinking with, I was sitting with my husband girls and I'm like, listen, Chris, I'm like, I love you. He's so good. Let me tell you. And I had discussed with him. I was like, if I started my own business or if I started my own like nonprofit, like, would you be like supportive in that? And he's like, uh, yeah, even though you won't support me in my food truck journey. Cause this boy wants, <laughs> he wants a Wait, food, truck. food truck. Does he want to open? Yeah. Listen, girls, it started out with like paninis to like t- ribs. Ooh. And let me tell you, our family Ooh. does his family and like my family, we are big smokers. Like we have huge smokers. Yes. His dad has like, I mean, we have like five smokers here. Um, my husband can cook. I married him because he can cook and clean and he is handsome. So it's great. You know, and he's wonderful, <laughs> yeah. but long story short, I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, get with the program. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting with Chris and like, listen, this is what I want to do. And I kind of told him, I was like, I want to be that voice. I want to help moms be able to 
no, it's okay to not be okay. I know there's therapy, yeah. everything like that is so important. And me a year ago couldn't advocate for myself. I a hundred percent am not ashamed to say I do therapy. It is the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so hard for me to get on anxiety medication because I have addiction in my family. So mm-hmm. for me, like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to I'm going to get addicted to something. This is terrifying. And then, you know, talking to my mental health professional, she's like, Stacy, listen to me. So we were able to work through those things. And then once I got more of that clear head, I'm like, I need to help people. So mommy and OT, I'm sitting with Chris and I was like, I have no clue what to do. I'm like, because I, as an occupational therapist, I've worked again, geriatric to peds. I love my little babies. I can treat babies all day, but my passion lies within mothers. I, Mm -hmm. because I am one, I am such Mm -hmm. a different therapist and a different human because I'm a mom now. And that's personally my own journey. And I'm so happy that I was able to have Reagan. And I looked at Chris, I'm like, I don't know what to call this. I want it to be something with OT and being a mom. And he's like, what about mommy and OT instead of like mommy and me? And I was like, and this is number 358 yeah. reasons why I married you. So <laughs> yep. I, yes, I called uh, my father-in-law and I was like, because my father-in-law owns a couple businesses. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, well, you need to work on building things first. And so um, I made my Instagram back in April and I've been like, I was too nervous. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I was, I started um, my doctorate. So I'm also getting my doctorate at at IU um, PUI right now. So, and it's an occupational therapy and community-based mental health with moms. That's what my capstone, what my focus is. I have such that passion. I know in my career, I will eventually be doing something in women's health. I love it. And I was talking to like my capstone professor and my um, mentor personally and kind of telling them and what my project is going to be is focusing and I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but sorry to get back to your question again. Um, I pers I'm not saying this, but when you guys started your podcast, it was my kick in the butt, especially because I know some of Katie's stuff. Cause we shared so much stuff together as at the time as Colette's practitioner. And then we became friends out of that. And mm-hmm. I like sat and saw this amazing woman who started, and I don't know, am I allowed to talk about your formula thing? Oh yeah. Okay. So like, you know, I, everyone, I'll give out autographs after. Yes. (laughs) But, um, Um, just, yes. Like uh, just the, you know, Katie did something amazing for the Indiana, like Indianapolis area. And she created Mm -hmm. this group on Facebook for when the formula shortage was terrible. And I had a few parents who I was treating their kids at the time. And, you know, they have that, Reagan was on just, she just took formula like a champ at the end. I was like, whatever. But some of those specialty formulas that you could not find, I I specifically had a parent, she was crying. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to feed my baby. I was like, wait, I just saw a post. And she was able, because of that group, to be able to get formula for her baby from someone, I think in your area, in like the Zionsville area, she drove up. And And I see with cranial technologies, we are the only location in Indiana. So I see from like down by Louisville, Kentucky to Chicago, like, you know, and then the East to West and she, they lived like two hours away and drove to Zionsville. And it was just, I'm like, amazing people are doing amazing things. And I know I need to do this. So that's how that all kind of came about. That's beautiful. You know what I love is when somebody goes through something and they like use 
that challenge absolutely as, mm-hmm. like something for good absolutely and like when you're in the thick of it like you know you're in the thick of it but once like you come out on the other side i mean even if you're still struggling with things like yeah i just love seeing that it's like really inspiring so you're inspiring us oh, yeah. thank you and i love some of the posts too you have to oh. go to her page so it's called mommy and ot right we'll share yes. it on our instagram yeah story okay so everyone can follow but i think you hit the nail on the head is Women need support and you cannot support women when you cannot address authentic feelings. Um, I feel like honestly, that is the biggest disservice that we get as women is, you know, this whole entire nine month pregnancy, our OBs are caring for us. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going over and beyond. I mean, when I was getting non-stress tests every two weeks, I mean, my OB was on top of it. And if something didn't look right, I mean, I've said this before, Colette was not, she was not a mover. And yeah. that is kind of, even though today she was ready to go, you know, to the fire station, she's a pretty chill baby. And I think, but like my OB was like always on it, like making sure I was okay. Yes. Now, granted, there are things that I would change about her. So that's why I go to a new OB. Yes. Anyways, um, <laughs> but when you leave the hospital, now it's all about the pediatrician. It now is. Now it's all about taking taking the baby, making sure the baby has, um, you know, these monthly appointments. And then the mom, it was actually my pediatrician who had said, yes. you need to go get help yep. and I support you. And you know what? I'm a pediatrician. My husband's a colorectal surgeon. Both my kids are formula fed. Like you can yes, do it. Absolutely. And it was that permission and that support that honestly yeah. my OB should have given me, yep. but my pediatrician stepped in and like I would never, I, I love her. I'm obsessed with her. That's so wonderful. And Katie, you know, so that is my research I'm doing right now is, um, based on just providing like occupational therapy, virtual, like peer support groups help Mm -hmm. with prevention of symptoms of postpartum depression, anxiety, because the research shows, if you think of the research from the who, like the world health organization, Mm -hmm. um, the ACOG, which is the American Gynecological Obstetrics Organization. I think that's what it is. Um, (laughs) Yes. I can't say that word. I'm like, ah, Um, you know, those organizations, they say there's so much report on how there's so much report on how moms, like it's the pediatricians who follow up. And I'm so thankful because my daughter's pediatrician, I mean, at that that, you know, we, Katie, I had non-stress tests every two weeks at the end as well, because Reagan would just sleep the whole time and it's stressful. And then they're like, go to triage. And my, you know, during the time when you're pregnant, like that's one of the best times as a mom, because they pay so much attention. And then you have this baby and your doctors are like, good luck. Right. And, um, my pediatrician screened me at every single visit for depression, anxiety, like the, all those scales. It was wonderful. And that's according to those organizations, like what they recommend. But where we need to do this is early intervention. So with like mommy and OT, the big thing I'm going to be doing is for my research portion. And then I want this to be something that can be like ongoing. So my research portion is going to focus on moms within the first six weeks to 12 months postpartum, because that's when your body changes, life changes. You're like, what the heck is going on? But essentially, um, my first like kind of group is going to be more through like social media and finding moms that way. 
But essentially, I want to go to those OBs and those pediatricians and be like, look, I'm an occupational therapist. I can focus on so many things for new moms. Here's what I can do. Um, as OTs, we look at your whole body and what you do every day and how you take care of yourself and what is meaningful to you. So as a mom, you know, at the time of being a new mom, my meaningfulness was taking care of my daughter, washing my hair. I mean, yeah. drinking my coffee exercising when I was allowed, those were meaningful to me. And how do we get you back to those roles that fulfill your heart, but also understand those roles that are new, right? So because every new mom, I mean, I bet if we talk to any, any new mom, any age, any group, even if you're a new mom and you have five kids, like you're a new mom to that baby, we all mm -hmm. mentally put ourselves second, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and one thing I learned, like, obviously when you have a brand new baby, you got to feed the baby. You got to do all the things because you got to keep her or him alive and make sure they're safe, but you have to take care of yourself too. So my groups and what they're going to focus on, um, big thing I wanted to do. There's so much positive research done on peer support groups for moms. However, I think of moms who lack transportation, right? So some moms mm -hmm. lack postpartum follow-up because they don't have cars, right? They don't have the resources. They don't have the money to go to their doctor's visits. And mm -hmm. um, I had a very traumatic birth with my daughter and um, preeclamptic at the end. So like following, I wasn't allowed to drive for two weeks, emergency section, all the things you can think of. And like that tore me apart because I am not a homebody that likes to be here. I want to go do mm -hmm. things where my, <laughs> where, right, where my husband was like, yeah, heck yeah, we're at home. And I'm like, I'm going to yeah. die. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but with the with the groups, I'm gonna have a minty bee. I'm going to have a minty bay, you know. So, um, and what these groups, what my plan is to focus on, it'll be like an eight week kind of course or group. Um, I'm still kind of working out the details, but essentially, amazing. it's I'm. I've been working really hard on it. So like, it's going to have like an introduction day where we kind of talk about our birth stories and then a mm -hmm. few, every week we'll have a topic. So for instance, pelvic health, right? So you have mm -hmm. this sweet little baby, your little pelvis, you're, you're laughing, you're sneezing, you're peeing your pants, right? So normally after you have your baby, like it's, it's typical that that can occur initially, but after so long, we shouldn't be, be in our pants, right? So I am trained in teaching pelvic health exercises like Kegels, like things like that. And also how important a pelvic health therapist can be. So uh, physical therapists mainly are the discipline that will focus on pelvic health. Some OTs will do it, but I want to be able to provide those exercises, those resources to those families. So are those mothers, excuse me. So they're like, oh my gosh, peeing my pants at eight months postpartum is not normal. You know, that's one of the <laughs> yeah, things. We don't know. Right. What? No, we you're just, know. you're just told you I'm had a 18 months postpartum. And oh I'm girl. My pants right. Right. Okay. So, or talk about, you know, something that no one likes to talk about, but as an occupational therapist, this is in my scope of practice, sex after having a baby, oh, the mental God, health yeah. behind it of hell no, you just got me pregnant and I just had your baby to this yeah. hurts. I, I, I have scared. a confession. You know? Yes. <laughs> I had, I've had the best, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I've had the best sex and continue to have the best after? sex post baby. Before yes. baby, I think I was so stressed and like yes. tight. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, Red. But I've had the best like sex since after Colette. And I think like, you know, Katie, it's so funny you said that because as a 
woman to myself, I've thought that. I think because, and I'm wondering, I'm not, you know, I'm not a physician. I'm not yeah. a therapist. Well, I had the worst poops though. Like yeah, I, was, right. I, was scared, but I was, I was scared more to poop after having Colette than I was to have oh, sex. Isn't same. That That's how I was too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're almost more connected with her husband after you have a baby. I don't, who knows, but I, maybe, I don't know, girl, yeah, but I don't talk, know. talking about those realistic things and no, that's so funny. You said that I was, I thought that before I was like, Oh, I like this more. This is great. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, just things like that. And just, you know, I have a whole section on postpartum mental health disorders and the signs. And I, you know, my intake notes, I'm going to interview my patient or not my patients. They're going to be like the group members, interview them, ask the questions I'll ask them. So, you know, what is meaningful to you? So I can ask you guys that. What is something that's meaningful to you? Oh, are you putting us on the spot? Oh, yeah, I am. I'm putting you on the oh, spot. Like in life in general? In life? For you. And it, it, obviously your husband and your baby, but like, so I'll start. So I know yeah. I said this earlier. I am not the smallest person. I am fully aware of that. I am very comfortable in my body because I, I birthed a damn child. I made life, right? <laughs> so that was really hard for me. That's always been a thing, my weight for me. But I got to the point in my life that I'm like, if I am healthy, I am happy. So I go to Pure Bar. I know. I don't know if you guys have ever yes, heard of it. I love it. I haven't I, been in a while, but obsessed. I go four to five days they a week. They kill you. They kill you. And it's so great mm -hmm. for me. And I changed my <laughs> mindset. That is probably the, besides my husband and my daughter, the most meaningful thing to me is to be able to know my body can do those things. And I birthed a freaking child. <laughs> so go mama. Yeah. yeah. Like that's I, like an example. That's good. Okay. I can tell you, uh, the Peloton is not in that category for me. <laughs> I would say, I would say the most meaningful thing in my life is my faith. I think Absolutely. it's the foundation of who I am as a person. It right. is the driving factor to how we raise Colette. Now, yes. it's also the mirror to showing that I am so faulty. I'm so imperfect, but it is, it is who I am as a person. And so Absolutely. I my faith is the most meaningful thing to me. I and I feel that. like you're going to say the same thing. I have who like, am I? Are you looking at me? Yeah. Our heads are like right next to each other. But I don't know. You can, I feel like you might say that too. So it has to be for us, right? Like yeah. us specifically. Yeah. See, that's what's hard for me because I've always been one to like everyone else, everybody else. Because my initial mm -hmm. thing is my family. Absolutely. So that's what initially. And that's comes okay. To my head. Like, yeah. Do I fall in that category? Yeah, girl. <laughs> 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 I show up to family things, for real. I really do. I love it. I love it. But yeah, I mean, if it were to be just for me, I probably am going to have to piggyback. Yeah. Piggyback. And I'm actually trying to like bring it back to the forefront because she slips right. away from the Lord and then she comes back and then she slips away. <laughs> anyway, he said, come back, child. <laughs> come back. Yes. So yeah, it's like a continual thing. But You are, you are, what's the, you're the number, you're the hundred sheep. The, yeah, the lost Oh my God. <laughs> She's been lost several times. I love that. And, <laughs> but yeah, I would say I, my faith also. And I love like those responses and faith. And my husband and I are wanting to start back in like the church because moving here, it like skewed us, right? We're like, where do we go? Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, so your faith is number one, which absolutely, that's a beautiful, amazing thing. Think of someone ripped your church or your faith away from you and you couldn't go because you don't have a car. Or you during childbirth got so hurt, you couldn't go for eight weeks and 
you know, you can still pray and do those things, but that I know I just threw like a wrench at you. No. Yeah. I got (laughs) But it's similar to being a new mom, right? Like you're, you're in your routine and beautifulness and you're like, Holy heck, I have to do a whole new routine. So that is one thing, like a goal as an OT that we work on getting you back to meaningful things. So with Mm -hmm. all those like kind of courses and it's, it's, I want to do this to bring community. So it's nothing that would cost anything at this time. It is community. This honestly, I don't know if you know a little bit about my story. I won't like rehash it all, but I was in Tennessee um, when I had Jack, my son, and I was alone for, what was it? Six months. Cause he came back around six months and just having like a community of other moms to be able to talk to, even if it was virtual because it was COVID. Yes. Yeah. That would have done wonders because I personally, I haven't like really rehashed what I went through. I don't know. It's honestly kind of like a blur. So I don't even remember some of the things. You've waffled it. Blocked it out. I've waffled it. I compartmentalized. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the past. But but I know that that would have been huge because my mom came out to visit. Like, and when they were there, it was great. And I could talk to them on the phone and everything, but having like a group of people that are in the exact phase of life too. And that's great. So I love that you're doing this. Thank you. And I think like, this is just the starts of it, but even just my Instagram and Facebook, the big thing on there is to get like the vulnerability is number one, but to get everything out there. So like, I, I'm going to ask you to do it for me too, Danielle, the mommy Mondays, but, um, yes, but, um, with like Katie was so gracious and a few of the moms that have already reached out, I'm, you know, people who are comfortable sharing their stories. I want to have that out there because I wanted to, I want people to know they're not alone. I felt so alone when I went through the trauma I went through with having Reagan and they, I went through induction and it was just a whole thing. My body was not ready. I, oh, I know I listen to your guys' birth stories too. Like very, like pregnancy, regardless if it was a good delivery and not, it's trauma to your body. It's still trauma. It doesn't matter. And (laughs) you know, you, and I, I'm telling you this, I, let me grab a piece of paper. Okay. This is, this is my birth plan. Yeah. There it is in the trash can getting burnt. Okay. They, you know what? I didn't even oh, I didn't even have a birth plan. They but made me you, make one. My next oh. one, my next one, I'm not getting induced. Like I don't care nope. if my water breaks in the middle of Nordstrom. Yep. Like yep. It, I, I don't care if I'm podcasting with you and it breaks. You're driving me to the hospital. Like, There's yeah, my She's not going to a I, I refuse oh, yeah. to get induced because I had too much I had too much crap going on. But I really quick, agree. I have to say yes. this, Stacey. Yes. Okay, everyone, when I participated I know in the mommy, <laughs> the mommy and I was going to say, Monday, but for some reason, I said that Zach, I said that Zach and I were high school sweethearts. I don't even know what she meant. Mean. College sweethearts. I don't even know. I mean, I love That's what you I was, meant. I don't even know. I blacked out. You feel like you've known him so long that it just feels like that. Right? Oh, Lord. And, and I will tell you this to this day. I'll like come home from work and he'd be like, Hey, high school, sweetie. That's so cute. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was dying when you, when you like reposted it and you're like, ha ha. <laughs> she had a minty bee. A minty bee. I had a, I had a blackout bee. I don't oh even gosh. know what the heck. It's so hard though. When you've been with him for like a decade, you're like, when the heck did I right. even meet you? I don't know my well life. Say that. Yeah. I've yes. Been oh my I've gosh. I've been with him for a decade. Same. Same diff. Yeah. Same man. And you're like, I just told Chris today, I'm like, 
what was my life without you? And I'm to the point now, I'm like, what was my life without Reagan? I don't remember. It's like, did I, was Black I somebody? Like, did, what is, he's like, oh, we had a lot of money when we had no baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that was before that like the pandemic and our, you know, the whole inflation and inflation and stuff. So, oh my gosh, Katie, you cracked me up when that happened. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, should I repost it? I feel so bad. No, I have no, loved. I think it was funnier that it, I was Oh like, my God, you cracked me up. I am not high school sweethearts. Like, yes. I have loved, like, I've read through all the posts like a creeper. Oh. And like literally every single person's like something they said, I took something away from or just felt like connected. Like, oh, me too. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. You know same. what, Danielle? I like, my friend said it, like, because so far it's been people I know obviously, because mm-hmm. I have people who support me, but everyone's story, I learned something. Even my friends mm-hmm. who've been through a beautiful pregnancy, it's still mm-hmm. something. But Katie, like, I wish I had the quote in front of me. Like there was a her, I think it was her advice section. I literally, my whole heart was like, we'll oh, yes. And then, um, my friend Jackie, she actually lives in the Dayton, Ohio area, like Kettering, Ohio. We're from your, I know, whoop, whoop. But she also <laughs> says something in hers that I was like, my freaking heart and I made it like its own little quote. Cause I'm like, people need to see this because it is so meaningful and true. And, um, I, if this is what it can be to support people everywhere because I'm kind of right now it's people in Indianapolis area, but it's a lot of Ohio because that's where all my followers and friends are kind of from. And, um, my goal, like I was saying before is to target like those moms right fresh in it, but I would love Mm -hmm. to do something that's like a virtual, like once a month where you can meet people and just mingle. And, you know, they have groups and people in person. There are some really phenomenal, um, organizations. There's Postpartum Support International. They are wonderful. There's an Indiana, or excuse me, an Indiana. Every state usually has a branch. There's an Indiana, mm-hmm. like I follow. So if you look them up, they are wonderful. And then just really good resources virtually. And it's such a, we got to use it to our advantage when we have it. So I said, the quote that I submitted was, surround yourself with women who won't feed you with what you want to hear. Surround yourself with those who will hold you up, grab your mesh panties, and make a formula bottle if you need it. You don't have time as a new mom for people who just can't be present for you. Also, lean on others. Coming from a control freak, just know that you can't do it alone. You can't do it all, nor can you do it alone, and that's okay. Give yourself grace and always take time for yourself. And Katie, if I, if I would have had those words when I was a first time mom, that would have helped me so tremendously. And it hit my heart shrink so hard. I was like, that is the reality. And I have to freaking share this. So it was, was, I would have had that too. I think. Right. But you're, you don't know until you're in it. You you are so right, Danielle. (laughs) I was just going to say that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Stacy, with people, you know, listening in a wide audience, what is something that you want women honestly zach will be listening hey baby he hey, listens zach. on mondays yeah oh yeah i love it um, i'm guaranteed chris will be listening hey, yes chris. hi chris um but there does pete listen he might okay. on his way, pete. On his way. Pete, you better listen <laughs> if not he's hearing us upstairs so um, but tell me what is something that you want people to gain from this podcast so Oh, that is such a good question because there are so many things. Like I, I think the best thing about your podcast is that 
you don't have to be present in the moment to fix things right away. You guys offer so much insight that people can develop their own thoughts and kind of solutions, right? So when we had some of the ladies talking about, you know, bipolar disorder and anxiety and depression and uh, struggles and trauma and you guys being so vulnerable and just like transparency is huge and being transparent about sharing your stories. I want moms and even dads that listen to this or gentlemen or whomever, grandmas, if grandmas are on here, to know it is okay not to be okay. You guys make that pretty clear. It is okay to seek help from people. It doesn't have to be your best friend. It can be someone that you just met. Um, mm -hmm. I met my very, she is one of my very best friends out here on the mom tinder. I think I told you guys yesterday about mom tinder mm -hmm. called peanut, peanut, <laughs> peanut baby. Whoop, whoop. But, um, I know it's so cool. Side note, peanut mom tinder. It's great. Um, but just, <laughs> Like I've shared your podcast with so my friend Jackie that's out in the, and she'll be okay if I say her name. She's wonderful. Um, she hey, is Jackie. out. She's so wonderful. I love her. She's out in the Ohio area and, um, she loves it. And she's like, I love that you're talking about such real things and it's real. It's not fabricated. It's not just to get people to listen. It's like, Hey guys, this is how it is. This is my experience. Take it or leave it gain from it. But I love that you guys are just so transparent and that's what we have to be to be successful women and support each other is to be transparent and be able to have that. And villages can come in many ways, right? They can come mm -hmm. through a podcast. They can come through a support group. They can come through hugging your spouse or your best friend. And you guys are just doing an amazing job at that. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. You're thank welcome. you for what you're doing. But, yeah, what do you, you want people to get from this episode? I, number one, moms, dads, whomever is listening, I want them to know that I started as a type A, the tightest type A you can think of too. And I know I told you guys this. I am a B plus, right? I am great I with that. that. I am a B plus. I get stuff done. I'm a piler. I might pile all my books in one spot and leave them there for a week, but you know what? I will get that paper done and I will make things happen. And I want people to know it is in your time. You just have to rely on others. And something that was so hard for me was to let others help me and to admit that I needed that help. And that, mm -hmm. and I will say this through and through mental health, no matter who you are, what you've experienced, it is so important to address it because if you don't think functional things and physical things can happen to you. I mean, with my hair issue and mm -hmm. It's, it's traumatic to lose your hair as a woman and you value your, I value how I take care of myself. That was very traumatic. And I realized I'm not opening up. I need to be transparent. So mm -hmm. I just want women to know that it is okay not to be okay. And I will say that through and through. And you guys are, we are trying to live through this damn life and raise babies and no one's, no one knows what everyone is doing. And it is so different nowadays. We have to fight being the perfect mom with all the social media influence to it's okay to not be perfect. And Katie, let me tell you, I will drop Reagan off with you at the Carmel police department. Cause I know she'll be taken care of. So <laughs> it's okay. Like Reagan and Colette can just, and Jack, they can all go play. It's great. Right. So it'll be like a play area. They'll be like, yes. this is this is <laughs> yes, yes. I'll be yes. like, what? They fit in this box. Like, yes. Yeah. Playing yes. dates at the Carmel fire. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, oh, is it. there anything that we 
you know, didn't touch on or talk about that you feel like is super important to mention? I think you guys asked me very, very good questions and hit on my like most important things that I value and that I was hoping we could discuss. Um, yeah. But I think you guys did a great job. I love it. I, mean, I, I appreciate You did a great job. Yes. Thank we you. We might need to have you on again, girl. <laughs> well, but seriously, thank you for sticking with us. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I think she's already been on twice. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll expect my like Starbucks tomorrow. It's fine. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to no, say. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. I just want to say like therapists in general have a special place in my heart. My mom's a physical therapist. Well, was a physical therapist. She is a physical therapist. She's just yeah. retired. Um, and then my son has like three therapists come yeah. in and therapists have just like changed my life. Like oh. I tell like other people, I'm like, I don't know how you parent without a therapist. Right. Like, <laughs> Cause like my speech therapist like has me do these things and yes. the OT has me do these things. And yes. they're just somebody else to talk to that's been yeah. through things. So thank you for being there. Thank you for being there for moms. And thank you. And thank you guys. Oh, and thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. and thank you for thank coming you. on mom day. Yes. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you guys and just give my input on things. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. We better see you at our favorite thing party. Yeah. I, Katie, I literally bought my stuff last night. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. Perfect. Great. <laughs> Katie, Katie's like, here, Stacey, here's this invitation. I was like, say less. Got it. <laughs> I got my Done. stuff. Done. Done. Well, can you Yay. tell us your RCP? Are you bringing someone or are you coming solo? It'll most likely be me right now. I, I might talk to my one friend that's down here um, to see if she is going anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, my one friend I have. So, yeah. but otherwise, you have more probably... than one friend now. Yes. Oh, no, I know. Well, guess but... what? Yeah, everyone, this favorite sing party is going to be the death of me. But no, it's not. Me... It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. No, Danielle, I think what's nervous is just like, I don't understand how to put a charcuterie board together. Oh, the people don't Danielle... know. We're doing a charcuterie table. Yes. Or island. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be. Guys, I love those. <laughs> Listen, you just slap it down, make it all look pretty. Stacy, when cute. you come in, gasp, okay? Just go. Oh, <laughs> I think oh this is gosh. beautiful. <laughs> and then Katie will be like, Phew. as I'm shoving okay. it, all the food in my mouth. Yeah. Be great. Right. And our nice holiday like, huh? attire. Yeah, we're like, yes. Wah. I love it. You guys well, are so cute. <laughs> well, we try. We try. Really well, Stacy, we love you. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on. Everyone, give Stacey a follow. We'll be posting her um, Instagram accounts, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.